Well, hey, Door of Hope Northeast, it's Cameron again. I hope you are enjoying these Holy Week devotionals um, as much as I am. Uh, We're going to get to one more, but before we do that, I just wanted to remind you, in case you didn't see the newsletter or social media posts or whatever, um, a couple of things coming up this week uh, for the remainder. Uh, First is tomorrow, Good Friday, if you're listening to this actually on Thursday, then tomorrow, Good Friday, we are having a drop-in Good Friday kind of silent prayer uh, gathering, uh, from four to 8 PM at the Fremont building. Um, that sounds like a long time, uh, because that's, it's designed to be a drop in. And so, uh, whether you can come for 10 minutes at some point during that span, or you want to stay for an hour or more than that, or whatever, um, it's just a space to come and quietly reflect in community. I don't know how many people will be there at the moment you come, maybe a couple, maybe more than that. Um, but to sit in silence and pray and reflect, uh, to take communion and just to carve out kind of some space that is out of the ordinary, to set it aside, to think about the cross and the great love of God um, that is displayed in the face of our sin. Um, so there's going to actually be uh, at six o'clock, Josh Wilder is going to lead kind of a little guided prayer time from six to six twenty or so. And we're actually going to live stream that portion. So if you can't attend and would like to kind of pray along at home, uh, we can live stream that part for you. You can find the links on our website. Uh, but otherwise, we encourage you if you can, if you fill up for coming in, uh, find a spot between four and eight and kind of drop in and come pray with us. Uh, it should be a special time. And then, of course, this coming Sunday is Easter, Resurrection Sunday, and we'll have our gathering at 10 a.m. Uh, it's going to be a family gathering. And so if you uh, have young kids, even noisy ones, we still encourage you to bring them. We'll try to keep the service on a bit of a shorter side and just celebrate the greatest event in human history, the resurrection of the Son of God. Uh, for us. And so uh, that is what's going on. If you haven't registered yet, you can register on our website. And, uh, and of course, that marks the beginning of our return to weekly Sunday gatherings, which we're really excited about. So more to come on that. But in the, in the meantime, we've got another devotional, this time from Monday Thursday. We're going to hear from Rachel Price, uh, which you may know as one of our worship leaders here at Dwarf Oak Northeast, an all-around wonderful human being. So without further ado, I am going to turn it over to Rachel. Hi, Door of Hope Northeast. Uh, This is Rachel Price, and I'm just so happy to be with you today in spirit, thinking about Holy Week and Easter. Um, Today, we celebrate Maundy Thursday, which is a part of the Holy Week of Easter, and this marks the night of the Last Supper. Last Supper, many, many things happen. I'm going to read a small piece of it, uh, John 13, 31 through 35, if you want to read along with me. When he had gone out, Jesus said, Now is the Son of Man glorified, and God is glorified in him. If God is glorified in him, God will also glorify him in himself and glorify him at once. Little children, yet a little while I am with you. You will seek me, and just as I said to the Jews, so now I say to you, where I am going you cannot come. A new commandment I give to you, that you love one another, just as I have loved you. You also are to love one another. By this all people will know that you are my disciples, if you have love for one another. Um... So I just want to say I was, you know, diving into this and 
I found an unlikely resource. I um, listened to a sermon by John Piper, um, and it was titled, As I Have Loved You, Love One Another, based on this very passage. And I also, we did some book clubs recently, uh, a book called Delighting in the Trinity by Michael Reeves. And I was kind of, especially, you know, verse 32 about God being glorified and seeing God in himself and all that reminded me of that book. So those were kind of two of the things that I used to unpack this a bit for myself and reflect and um, think about what it means and what it means for a door of hope Northeast. And I just think this new commandment to love each other as the body of Christ, just as Jesus loved his disciples, um, we have such an opportunity that gets me really excited. And Luke too, you know, there's something about starting fresh and, um, you know, we had those two services together and we've just been doing this remote thing, but just thinking about this in the context of, you know, my brothers and sisters, and that's probably you if you're listening and how do I, you know, with this new body learn to love in this way and, how powerful it could be, um, you know, if, if all churches, of course, but if our church, if we could love each other in this way. So that gets me excited about reflecting on it with you. And just in the context of Easter, wanting to think about Jesus and just his unbelievable goodness and, and celebrate that together. And, um, this is kind of a, kind of a bit of a somber evening that we're, you know, reading about here when when Judas has been, you know, pointed out and he takes off. Um, this is after Jesus has washed their feet. He's washed his disciples' feet um, much, you know, against against Peter's will. And then Peter says, you know, wash, wash all of me then. <laughs> so, yeah, it's a, it's a pretty pretty intense evening and um I can very much see why this is this is a part of Holy Week. I think the thing that stood out to me the most, um one of the gifts of having Luke as my husband, he's so great and he is always looking for the practical in a passage, like, okay, well you told me to do this, how do I do it? So when I read verse thirty four, a new commandment I give to you, that you love one another just as I have loved you, you also are to love one another. By this, all people will know that you are my disciples if you have love for one another. It's the how. The how was just like yelling at me and <laughs> waving its hands all around. It's like, okay, this is crazy. How how are we going to do this? Um, how am I going to do this? And I think that I've thought a lot of the time of this being very um, kind of practical, thinking about Jesus and, okay, well, let's think about his ministry and how did he love his disciples? Well, he just washed their feet and he's about to die on the cross. And, you know, we know later on greater love, you know, is, is shown in laying down a life for his brother. So that's, you know, that's the greatest love you could ever see. And Jesus is about to demonstrate that. And so I'm just thinking, 
I, yeah, I guess I, I've thought previously, and I don't know if anyone else is in this boat with me, just about, okay, well, then let's go. Isn't this right then that imitation is suggested? Just as I have loved, go do that. And <laughs> this is the model. Maybe what, maybe what makes it new, a new command, is that it's um, that now we see Jesus's life and we get to glean from that and we're supposed to love as he is loved. So we take all the things he did and kind of say, okay, yeah, it's, it's sacrificial, it's lavish, it's undeserved, um, it's full of grace, it's full of truth. This is the love we see in Jesus. Um, but what I found fascinating when I was listening to that John Piper sermon that I mentioned is he's kind of arguing that, yes, that's part of it, but it's not as much about copying Jesus as it is about connecting with Jesus. And it's not about imitating uh, Jesus as much as it is participating. And um, I found that really beautiful to think about and reflect on. So I'm going to read a few more things to think through that with you. Um, in John 15, 9, it says, As the Father has loved me, so I have loved you. Now remain in my love. If you love, you abide in the light. So what's new about this kind of love, this new commandment? In Leviticus 19.18, we find the commandment to love your neighbor as yourself. So loving your neighbor um, in a sacrificial way or, you know, in a big way isn't necessarily new. But what John 15.9 says is it, it tells us how. It tells us how Jesus pulled this off. Um, As the Father has loved me, Jesus says, so I have loved you. Now remain in my love. So Jesus loved his disciples as the Father had loved Jesus. He was directly connected with the Father's love in such a way that the Father's love became the son's love for his disciples. He says, remain in my love, John fifteen nine. He's saying, abide, um, stay with me. That's how you love. That's how I loved you. I loved you as the father has loved me. So now what I see is, wow, it's not just my behavior, right? It's not just me imitating or copying like, well, I can go wash feet, you know, literally or figuratively. I can try to love in big ways and little ways and ways that align with the way that Jesus loved, um, kind of on this like baseline behavioral level. But what I think what Jesus is getting at here is the com- the new commandment is is Jesus came and he was full he was a full extension of God's love for us. He embodied God's love for God so loved the world that he sent his only son. Um so you know, you and I know <laughs> that if we were to love each other uh with our own efforts, it would be extremely limited. Um, my personal grit and perseverance and uh, humility is unbelievably limited 
there is no way within that, um, within myself, I could love you the way that Jesus loved his disciples or the way that the Father loved the Son. Um, I love this Jonathan Edwards quote, true religion in great parts consists of holy affections. True religion in great part consists of holy affections. What is, what is religion? How will people know, you know, verse 35, by this all people will know that you are my disciples if you have love for one another. What, what is the, this? It's, it's us loving each other. It's holy affections. It's a love that's coming from somewhere else, outside of ourselves. That's what's powerful. Um, that's what shows people we're true disciples. We know Jesus uh, if we have love for one another. And I think that's what's so disturbing about having Christ's name preached and, you know, seeing so much hatred alongside that. You know, the, the scripture says, no, um, you're to love one another. That's how, that's how people will know that you're my disciples. Um, and, and being aware that we can't love without being connected to the Father and the Son. Just like Jesus, he was the full extension of God's love. And that's how he loved the disciples. If we remain in Jesus, we delight in Jesus, we desire him, that's the, the connectedness with him is, is what will give us the ability to, you know, even, even remotely attempt living out this new commandment with one another as a church. The thing that I really want to reflect on with you and um, just think about is how desire is what drives behavior. By desiring Christ so deeply and delighting in him so passionately, that our love for one another is his love. So my my light for you, if um, my love for you and and you know my my light towards you, if I'm remaining and abiding in Jesus, it won't be my love that's coming to you. It will be a full extension of Jesus from me to you, and from you to me, uh, and that just blows my mind (laughs) really and you know a few chapters later we're talking about John 13 right now but John 15 is where he talks about the vine and the branches and you know um Jesus was connected with the father he was abiding and that's when the branch grows and and the branch bears fruit and and love this love this new commandment love this is like the ultimate fruit (laughs) This is what shows people that we are true disciples. Um, In big ways and small ways, we are to abide first and foremost, just as Jesus was was abiding and remaining in the Father, his whole ministry. We're to abide in Jesus and, and stay connected and just desire him and delight in him. And then our love for one another will become like the love Jesus had for his disciples, um, then and only then can we, can we love each other 
Um, so I'm, I'm excited to, to celebrate Easter and think about that. Um, think about how deep and wide and, and long his love is, um, when he, when he died for me and when he died for you on that cross and that he rose again. Um, so I just, yeah, I want to consider that alongside you and think about how we can love each other better in Christ, uh, as Christ loved his disciples. And I, I just want to leave you with one quick quote. Uh, this is Charles Spurgeon. Why should you not love the God of love and delight in him who is so kind to you? That's a good question. Um, so I, I hope that you feel his peace and this Easter season you can just remain in him and abide in him and fall in love with him all over again. That This will be a, a powerful time for you. Um, and yeah, I just love you guys so much. I can't wait to be together in person and I pray that we can be a church that that loves in this way and, and learns together. I'm sure we'll make a lot of mistakes, but I'm, I'm looking forward to that. All right. Happy Easter.